Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to buy a vintage premiership photo from an antique store, Mick. <laughs> and, our fir- <laughs> and our first co-host is the man most likely to get confused with Happy Gilmore's caddy. Welcome, Alex. All right. I was surprised you mentioned me then. I thought it was going to be Ross. But... Yeah, we see co-hosts out of order. Yeah, I've, I've, I've put them around different ways. So. Next up, the man most voted most likely to dethrone Ben Cousins as the Prince of Perth. Well, for at least nine months anyway. Welcome, David. Did all I had to do over there and then swiftly moved back. <laughs> Achieved all the goals you wanted to, mate. All I needed to do. I've got a such is life tattoo now. And it's considerably stretched after moving back here. You've done the, uh, the Swan River Triathlon as well. So you've achieved that. Yeah, Cousins all I needed to do. That's it. Run and finally, the, the man voted most likely to win a Rob Sitch lookalike contest. Welcome, yeah. Ross. Uh, thank you, Mick. I haven't seen any ads for that yet, but I'd win it hands down. <laughs> uh, just uh, Rob Sitch when he's uh, 25, not current age. Yeah, hair yeah I yeah. think you've got a bit more, bit more uh, feathers than old Rob Sitch has right now. <laughs> uh, so welcome one and all to the Frederick Howard Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. Alrighty, so we're going to jump straight into the third test between Australia and India from the SCG because basically all the cricket news from this week has basically come out of this test. So before we do go on with the test, I'm going to quickly touch on um, the crowd um, stuff and the racism allegations and all the things going on with Shiraj and those boys. Where basically, this is going to be the last we speak about, we're not going to talk about it. We, It's been beaten to death in the media. It's, it's all allegations, a lot of he said, she said, and we're basically just not in a situation where we have the information to talk about it educatedly, so we're not going to talk about it. So we're just going to move past that, and we're going to talk about the test. Yes, Roscoe? Yeah, just quickly, good point, Mick, because we jo- joke and make lighthearted comments about stuff, and racism isn't one of those topics, so we're just going to leave it. I think that's best. Yep, Back to you. Yep. All righty, thank you. So, yes, like I said, third test was from the uh, SCG. It was Australia versus India. It was traditional New Year's, I'm sorry, I mean halfway past New Year's test, <laughs> starting on the 7th of January. So, um... Can I just jump in there? I've been yep. looking this up, Mick. It's Russian <laughs> Christmas test this year. Oh, okay. Russian, Russian Christmas! Christmas 7th of Jan is Russian yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And the um, quick one, we got the test coming up on Friday, which is the 14th of Jan. Yep. That's actually New Year's Day on the Julian calendar. Ah, so there we right. go. A little tidbit for you. The Russian Christmas test. That, that yeah. makes so much more sense now why Ivan Drago was there to flip the coin. Exactly. So that makes heaps of sense now. Yeah. And, and I had the Babushka dolls presentation at tea break. Yeah. Yeah. And why I had this, like, I woke up and I was just like, I just want some vodka. I don't know. Yeah. Why. It's the 7th, yeah. it's the 7th yeah. of January. I don't know. I just feel like just doing, you know, a couple of slammers for no reason. Yeah, shots of vodka at 9am. That's what yeah. I like. Yeah. All righty. So after the... Uh, coin from Ivan Drago come down Tim Payne called correctly oh no sorry that's not true Ajinko Rahane called incorrectly so Tim Payne won the toss and they elected to have a bat yes skin I didn't Ivan Drago say if Payne dies he dies yes is that what he dies he dies So, um, all righty. So, the Australians batted first. Um, this was the return of David Warner. Um, 
who apparently wasn't injured until he went for a run, and then he was still injured. And it was also the, deb- <laughs> the debut of the man we've been calling for for the last basically 24 months. The Hockey Park, Will Pekoski, would make his test debut. He was cap number 460 from memory, and he had mm-hmm. it presented to him by the last Victorian debutant, old Ronnie McDonald, Andrew yes. McDonald, who's now a batting coach with the Australian setup. So Australia um, never lost a test when Ronnie McDonald played him. Yeah, which is five anyway, tests. But they didn't really travel over into his coaching record, but that's okay. Yeah. So, um, so Australia would wind up making three hundred and thirty-eight all out. Uh, Steve Smith was uh, was the uh, centurion there. He made one hundred and thirty-one. That was his twenty-seventh test ton. So well done, yeah. Smithy. He's the second fastest to twenty-seven, or the second least amount of test matches, or something like that. Um, Marnus would make 91, and our man, the hockey puck, would make 62. He was dropped a couple of times, but, you know, it's not the batsman's fault he got dropped. So, well done to Will. Um, we'll just touch on one thing with Steve Smith's century. There was a lot of chat on social media about Steve Smith being a flat-track bully <laughs> and how he only makes runs, you know, rah, rah, rah. He's made eight, eight test tons against India. Guess where four of those test tons were made? India. In India, fancy <laughs> fucking that. So, um, yeah, I think, like, don't get me wrong. Like, he obviously prospers in Australia like most Australian batsmen do. But he, I, I think this whole idea that he goes other way and doesn't make runs isn't true. Dave well, Warner, I'll wear that a thousand yeah. times because he's a flat track bully, but I don't think it's fair for Smithy. Yes, Dave. Um, just a question for the more enlightened members of this podcast. Is uh, that me? No, probably. <laughs> Will Pukowski, uh, are we off him now? Oh, yeah, we now, might have to be. Now he that he's made the big time. Yeah. Yep. Manus, we jumped off him pretty we quick when he got to his really test quick. level. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, I just, just got a quick ask. one there. Andrew McDonald, his last test we lost, which oh. was Bryce McGain's one and only test. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, there you <laughs> so go. Victorian, yeah. Well, I was wrong and about think, Crick yet again. Oh, no, in between times, we might have had um, Peter Hanscom also play. Yeah, that's true. I just made the debutante thing up. I think it might have been It was something like, I don't know. There was, there was something about McDonald and Pekoski. There was a tie there. I can't remember what it was. It um, coached him, maybe. Coached him. Yeah. He did and helped him through some personal issues with his mental health demons uh-huh. in his the story. So. I know know that, both, um, they were both from the MCC. The last two players to debut from the MCC, oh, yes. from the Melbourne Cricket Club, or possibly. Oh, club, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. McDonald like is, in fact, from New South Wales, I'm pretty sure, too. Is he? No, that's Aubrey. Dominic Thornley, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to mix them up. Look alike, like uh, Simon O'Donnell from Daniloquin. Yeah, uh, yeah, not anyway. actually Victorian. From the Ute Muster town. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Can I go pub and stuff? Yeah. Muster those Utes, baby. <laughs> so uh, back to the Australian first innings for a second. So we'll just touch on the Indian bowling as well. So uh, Jadeja got four for sixty-two. Yeah, uh, Sani, who was on debut for the Indians, got two for sixty-five. And Boomerah got two for 66. So um, the Indians went out and had a bat. Obviously, that's what happens after the Australians go out. They got 244. Shubman Gill got 50. And Pujara got 50 as well. Pick of the bowling for the um, Aussies was Big Pat Cummings. Got four for 29. And Noni, Josh Hazelwood, got two for 43. So Mitchell's back uh, Mitchell Stark, their figures aren't very uh, promising for Mitchell Stark, which he's basically one for nothing. 61. Yeah. So, 
He is a dead. Well, Why ask if you already knew Ross? Yeah. Oh, I just it took me a moment to recall what it was because you got known <laughs> for sixty-three in the second yeah. digger too. So, um, yeah. the calls. There's a bit of there's a call amongst the um Facebook message group that we're in for Stark to be dropped, and we think the Australian selectors will listen. So, um, mm. we're all we're all on um bandwagon Big Dumb Paddo. We think Big Dumb Paddo will come in for the Brisbane Test, and Stark will have a rest. So we'll see what happens. Bubble there. fatigue. Yes, Alex. Well, I wonder if uh, Big Dub Paddo didn't do his calf play and pick up basketball in his backyard or whatever he did, a fall. Would yeah. have Stark played this test though? Because because yeah. considering in England he played, well, I know it's a while away yeah. now, but he seems to have played like not a full series ever in the last couple of series. So I wonder if they were going to rest him, but BD. Big Dumb Paddo was injured, so they couldn't rest him. Well, they could have played McNeesa. I don't know. I think they like him. He took he took a threefer in the first innings in Melbourne, but yeah. apparently he was pretty poor in the sec. Um, pretty poor for big parts of that um, yeah. Test match. I don't know. Is it? Um, he played all last summer, the whole five Tests. I'm pretty sure. I know what you mean. They they did in England. Didn't play till the fourth Test. Yeah. I think that's the first one he played. Well, maybe that was an aberration, and I'm just like. Yeah. Remembering that like a bit too. No, he basically didn't play till the series is nearly over, Mitch Stark, because they wanted more control. They didn't want yeah. his uh, slightly faster and erratic, more slightly more erratic bowling yeah. in English condition. Yeah. But um, I still think I think I have a conspiracy theory that they didn't hmm. that they just didn't want Dumpado to be in quarantine in Brisbane because he just <laughs> fucking just drink the barb dry. So they're right. just like go we're not going to send him to rails. Sydney where so that way he can't go in quarantine. We're just going to send him straight to Brisbane and he'll be all right. So. Well, true and like he because he's always on the tools. Him not being mm. on the tools, yeah. it just goes stir crazy. I reckon it's a bit of a, a suspect injury to Big Dumb Paddo. He, he tripped and hurt his ribs. He wasn't yeah. tripping at the time. Just mm. was it <laughs> was it a Allegedly. coffee table related injury like yeah. Steve Smith? <laughs> I think it's true. Actually, they were just playing a little bit of yachts here around the coffee table, yeah. and he actually leant in because he got a, a yahtzee and the excitement <laughs> of it actually tripped and put the side of his rib cage into the coffee table. Exactly, <laughs> and it was a five was six a yahtzee. So the yeah. best the best you can get. The best you can get. <laughs> Most points. An aggressive movement of a pawn on the chess table. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mick. Uh, no, that's all right. that um, Mick Neeson might come in home ground, Brisbane. Yeah. He's been Mick's on the cusp far. for a while now, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be over, I wouldn't be too upset if if Neeson got the nod. Yes, David. Speaking of home ground, I know we're probably skipping ahead a little bit, Mick, but um, see. Uh, Marcus Harris is on standby for the hockey buck and not Joe Burns. So they've clearly put a line straight through him and said, nah, too late, Joe. You've had your time. So. Yep. Say it ain't so, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, we don't want you to play in Brisbane no more. We don't no, need you no, no more. more. Anyway. Yeah, I think um, Joe Burns, he, I think the line got inked in 100% when he went back to that big bash game and made a duck as well. <laughs> yeah. like, this cunt just can't fucking yeah. bat. <laughs> Use that really thick tattoo. Yeah. They got the sharpie and just went... Yeah. Okay, so second, Australia, second innings for Australia, they would get 312 declared, which would give them a lead of 407. Um, Cameron Green will get 84 to lead the runs. He started a bit slow and looked a little bit... Um, 
just didn't look shit. real comfortable out there. Shit's a good word for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. He, he didn't look great. But then it's pain. He obviously said to him, well, mate, if you want to get a ton, you better get a hustle on because we're going to declare. And he danced down the wicket and belted a massive Fuck, fucking six. It was a six. massive hit. And from then on, he just carved them up fucking everywhere. So um, it definitely showed because there was a lot of talk in the com box and a lot of talk on social media when he was batting that, is it possible that he's just not quite ready yet and he's not quite up to it? And I think at least this inning showed that when he really puts a foot down, he can have a crack. And that's kind of, mm. he'll, he'll feel a little bit of that. If he bats this way, he might feel a little bit of that gilly roll in the middle order. Like that bloke can come out and have a bit of a dash and make some quick runs. So, But yeah, he's definitely a good bat. Ball. He's definitely a better bat yeah. than people were giving him credit for, I think. So. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Pretty- that's the bison roll, Mick. Yes. Went up onto the roof of Lords. Yeah. You know, in a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's also got the bison Classic. beat down pat where he doesn't take wickets. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so Steve Smith also got 81. Marnus got himself 73. Uh, once again, it was the debutante Saini with two for 54. And I've written, I forgot to write down who took it, but I've written two for 95. I'm pretty sure that was Ashwin took two for 95 in the second innings. Um, yeah, so the Indians were set basically a day and a, two sessions or a session? Anyways, about a day and after tea. So to make 407 or bat out the overs. So, um, and in, in credit to them, they fucking um, did the job. So what we'll touch on, which I did skip over, in that first Indian innings, um, Cummings and Co. decided to brutally maim as many yeah. Indian batsmen as possible. They they banged <laughs> Rizbar Pant on the elbow, which led to is it Saha, the backup yep. keeper? Yep. Yeah, Ritterman Saha. Yeah, so it led to Saha keeping as a substitute, which you can now do since 2017, the rule change. Yep. And then Pant would come out and smash 97 in this second innings, which raised the question of um, how injured was he? Hmm. I've got a bit of a different theory on this, and you boys can discuss it, but I hmm. actually think... Yeah, I think that, that shot on the elbow has got to fucking hurt, mate. That's 130-something yeah. Ks an hour onto yep. the elbow. I personally believe they jabbed the fuck out of him and went out there and said, just fucking swing as hard as you can. Because yeah. cause just jabbing the elbow, it's not going to really affect your movement that much. So, like, you still... Because you get it... It's not like sometimes when you get a jab in the leg or something, you can't feel your foot and you can't, you know... As long as he can still feel his hands and that, a jab in the elbow, take the pain away, swing swing like a dunny door and see what happens. That's my theory. But um, obviously, there's a lot of people saying that there's a few ducks and drakes going on. But yeah, so. I think Thoughts. from our point or from my point of view, it's hard to plan for something like that. You don't have yeah. a contingency to go, well, fuck, I hope he gets hit in the arm so then we yeah. can have a better keeper keep and just let him bat in the last innings. I will say that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of the things did I say something funny then? I missed well, it. Um, it's pretty funny the way you said it. Like, oh, gee, I hope he gets hit in the elbow so we can have our best keeper yeah. keep. Well, yeah, because <laughs> like, you can hide it other ways. Oh, he did his hammy. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think um, one of the things about pants innings that really annoyed me was Shane Warne. Surprise, surprise! In the commentary box, comparing it to Ben Stokes' hundred at Headingley when they wrestled the ashes away from us and chased yeah. down 400 and something. It, it wasn't as good as that innings. Like, understand that it was a good innings and he hit the ball hard and he made 97 runs. But 
Stokes had to bat with a tail and manipulate fields and, you know, the pressure of a whole Ashes series on the line. It's, yep. it's incomparable. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, too, is India, I mean, Pant was playing for the country that he was born in. So yeah. not even the same. <laughs> so. Not even the same sport we're playing. Not on the same playing field, not the same sport. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and like, Pant was batting with, what, two recognised batsmen at the yeah. time? It yeah. was innings? For the majority great innings, of it. Don't get me wrong, great innings, but yeah, nowhere near it's in like the Stokes mold. And what a, what a surprise. It all stems from Shane Warne commentating. How do we just yeah. get rid of him from commentating? Oh. And we can all just enjoy cricket for what it is, <laughs> instead of having to worry about fucking being annoyed by this idiot. He's somehow getting fucking worse. I don't know yeah. how he's managing it, <sighs> but he is somehow getting worse. All righty. <laughs> so I'll quickly touch back on the... Um, Indian innings, so yeah, so Pajara also got himself 77. Rohit Sharma started really well and got 52 mm. and just showed probably how much they have really missed him at the top of the order in the uh, first few tests. Um, yeah, so Hazelwood would get two for 39 and Nathan Lyon would bowl a massive amount of overs to take mm. the Ginfa, taking two for 114. It is. So this last innings is basically where when we talk about the cricket news of the week is where it all come from. So we've obviously already spoke about about Pant's elbow, but there's a few other injuries that have come out of this test. So Jasper Boomra has pulled up sore and will not play at the Gabba either. So I think instead of Marcus Harris being on backup for Will Bukowski, now Boomra's gone. We need to bring Finchy back because Finchy will be it. fucking right without Boomra around. <laughs> That's he it. might make some runs. So He'll yeah. make 600. <laughs> no one angling it back into his front pad anymore. <laughs> um, so the other injury, um, which is um, a credit to the way he batted as well, is mm. um, Ashwin has got has apparently got massive back issues and back spasms to the point where he actually couldn't sit down in between, like, innings breaks and stuff and had to stay standing up. Yes, Alex? Yeah, well, I, we, we were talking during the week about he's got to be the slowest international cricketer of all time. Well, probably because he's got yeah. back spasms. Yeah, he's back Imagine, yeah. like, bowling that many overs. Like, it's a testament to him, right? Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Like, he's a bit maligned with his opinions. You know, he's a bit of an out-there guy. And, yeah. and, bit of a knobhead. Yeah, and uh, got targeted by the bully who is yeah, too paid. Which we'll talk about as well. Which we'll talk about <laughs> soon. But just watching him run after him all to the boundary, yeah. you're just like, you might as well just not run and let it trickle over, mate. You're so slow. But then it all comes out, which yeah. happens a lot in um, elite-level cricket where yeah. they just seem to hide these injuries all the time. And then, and then if they do well, they talk about it. But if they don't do well, they don't yeah. say shit about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. If they that lost and Ashton dropped. made it dark, it wouldn't have been mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah sorry, I'll go back to you, Mick. Uh, yeah, so the other injury, while we're still talking about injuries, uh, Pekoski, um banged up his shoulder. He's gone off to have scans. They're going to give him the full couple of days to prove his fitness so they're not putting a line through him yet, so he's still a chance to play Brisbane. As um, Langer said in the media today, I think it was, is that as long as, you can, as long as you can move your arms, you can catch and you can bat. So we'll um, see what happens with Pekoski there. So that's good news for him, at least, that they haven't straight away just said, no, we're going to rest him. They're going to give him a chance to have a go. Mm. Yes, Alex? Yeah, I don't think he'll play, though. It looked yeah, pretty, he probably pretty, he looked pretty sore when he walked off, but, you know, that's what you say as a coach and yeah. stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes, I guess. But the other injury that is going to be an interesting one is Dave Warner because he at no point 
looked very comfortable over those five days moving mm. around in the field. Now, I know he, as a general rule, he fields close to the bat, so that's not the end of the world with his fielding. But when he went off, to, when he took off to take that run, he did not look fucking Poppy, very it? good. Yeah. For a bloke who's like amazingly good behind, between the wickets, that took away um, one of his strengths as a batsman, mm. not being able to run between the wickets. Yeah, like yeah, normally yeah. Does, so. Huge strengths. Um, and, did we mention Vilhari's really high hammy? He did his hammy as well. So, he, yeah, he's the other yeah. one. So, right up the bottom of the glute, that's got to yeah. be bad. So the other thing, too, and that does highlight, like, um, Ian Healy actually mentioned this, and he's got, he raised a fair point. It does highlight the whole kind of in um, imbalance between being able to sub out Pant or Will Pekoski in the field and replace them with someone who can field, but Vahari's not allowed to have a runner anymore because they scrap runners. Yeah. Something's clearly happened within the game, so... Yeah, I understand they had to get rid of the runner, runner rule because people were just taking advantage of it. But it, um, it does show a little bit of an imbalance there. But that's cricket. Cricket's got plenty of imbalances. That's why we had to make yeah. the bat smaller. Because the bowl Some weird sort, shit. So. Yeah, and, that's right. And I reckon um, Mark Wall was banging on about it a bit. Oh, it's clearly an injury. So if it's clearly an injury, you, you could just let him have a runner. And I'm like, well... It was clearly an injury before they brought, you know, and yeah, then well, people that's... took advantage of it. Clearly, it was an injury to, you know, a Jordan runner talker, for example, the, the token yeah. um, player we always come yeah. to with runners and stuff like that. It was clearly an injury to him until it yeah. clearly wasn't. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to hold the... Like, there's all this criticism. I think the rule works fine. You're bad well, you know what? This stuff like this is going to happen every now and then, but that's just life, unfortunately. Yeah, and, so. and also, like, people need to go off and have a piss when they're fielding. Mm. So, that, what are you going to take away? You know, can't they just do it on the ground like Casey? That's well, it, mate. Just yeah. Yeah. Right next to square leg. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I've never had out of a piss. Yeah, on the cricket field. You've stood yeah, on the ground and had a piss. No, I said I've never had to have a piss. Uh, so oh, why no, do, no, why do these international right. players need to go for a piss? Oh. You know, after 10 hours. They bullshit. hydrate better than you, David. That's fine. Yeah. Bullshit. I drink <laughs> so much cans on a Friday night. It's not funny. <laughs> they go for a bit longer. <laughs> no, they don't. They go for an hour. Hey, they have drinks. Do you have a square meal, though? That's key part of it. No, Do you have yeah, a true. square meal on a Friday. You always miss the square meal. And have a I piss. Agree. I agree. Well, this you've is, got an this hour to field. timing thing you're talking about because... Stuart Clark was on ABC Radio and he talked about this in depth. And I sort of ended up disagreeing with him completely. He said, well, the extra half hours there will always be used because you got four minutes for a drinks break. So if you're doing 50, you meant to do 15 overs an hour, so that's um, four minutes per over. So if you have a drinks break, then you can't bowl your 30 overs in the session. You know, more 29. Right. So immediately, you know, I think in England they don't have drinks breaks, or they used not to anyway, because um, not hot enough to be bothered with it. Hmm. Then he said, well, you get two minutes every time there's a wicket falls. So you have a drinks break, you're down to 29. Two wickets fall in a session, which is, you know, probably basically almost minimum. Yeah. There's another over down. So he's sort of saying the most overage you could ever get through in a session is 28. Then there's a DRS review, and they were timing them on ABC Radio. One of them went for... Um, five and a half minutes or something. Yeah, I was listening yeah. to ABC when they were talking yeah. about this, Ross. Yeah, but yeah. so there's another over gone. <laughs> of course, you know, there's always the idea that an over might not take four minutes to bowl. Yeah. And so that it's not 
that simple. But anyway, I think they're just looking for excuses. Interesting, the test match in total went for 425 overs. Hmm. Okay. Up the, I rounded up each of the innings yep. to the nearest over, and that was 425. So I didn't get a full 450. I know there was rain on the first day, but they did play extra time to catch up. But hmm. every day there was overs lost. Anyway, yeah. just interesting that if it had been a four-day test match, there, there, there was a test match in 2019. It was a four-day England Island, and the conditions there were four days of 98 overs. Yeah. So, yeah, it wouldn't have gone quite as long. Yeah. All right. So, with that 98, we can go deep as we can with this. We probably need to move on. But with that uh, four-day mm. thing with 98 overs, that, what was the lunch and tea break? Was it shortened? No, no, they went for, no, they went for half an hour longer. That's a good question. Yeah, it went from 11 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. So they still had the same break? Yep. Why wouldn't they just shorten the break? <laughs> half, half hour, half hour, or half hour, 20 minutes? Like, why do you need 40 half hour? Yeah. Uh, it's just old stuff, isn't it? Like, the 40-minute one, it's a pain in the ass. If you're it's just too long. <laughs> it's too long, yeah. Make it half hour. Just, That's what everyone yeah. works in, half hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, t- hang on, I have a two-thirds of an hour break. I'll be yeah. back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, we're getting distracted. All righty. So no, we should get more into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll um, we'll touch on the two other things Stuart Clark probably had an opinion about, but we didn't ask him because we don't fucking care. <laughs> so, um, so the next one we're going to touch on is uh, old Steve Smith and the allegations that he was trying to um, disturb Richard Pant's centre marking. Um, let's yeah. just say it. Steve Smith's a weird cunt. He does weird things. He obviously didn't misplace Pant's mark because, one, it's a fifth-day test and it looks like the Grand Canyon in the fucking centre of the wicket. So yeah. there's no way he could upset it. And, two, Rashad Pant went there, put his bat straight back down and was in the right spot. So it's fucking more storm in a teacup, social media. This is what the, like, damn Bredicks and that of the world who are cricket journalists, <laughs> and for those playing at home, journalists was in air fucking quotes, who just want to make <laughs> up things and just want to have, want to be the person who somehow breaks the story. You didn't break a story, cunt. Everyone saw it on TV. It was on the fucking camera, mate. You didn't break anything. Everyone saw it. And you just, it's an overreaction to a minor thing. Yes, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Brought up a good point about how it's a Grand Canyon at the end of the test. Like some of the markings from bats were ridiculously deep and ridiculously often. Like, surely you need to do it once. Like, I'm not saying like Steve Smith, yeah. you know, did anything. I don't. I don't think he did. He, I don't know. I don't know. What He's he just a weird doing. bastard. He's just weird. Yeah. yeah. But Alex, don't you, when you're playing cricket, at, before every ball you face, you get the piece of chalk out again, don't you? <laughs> right, or the the thick thick texture that we have <laughs> in real spew grade cricket. Yeah. I go out because I can't bat for to save myself or my family if it need be. Yeah. <laughs> I come out and look around about where middle and middle is, put my bat near it. The umpire says yes, regardless of how close it is. <laughs> and then I just stand somewhere around there. Like uh, I know yeah. it's a bit different at international level because it's like millimetres can make a difference. Yeah. But, Jesus, they don't need to market every fucking ball because they it's do a- it every fucking ball. Yeah, Look, ha- I know they don't ask the umpire, but they scrape it with their foot. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a habit thing. 
It's yeah. oh, I don't it's care. Like, Get it's like some blokes tap their bat and some blokes don't tap their bat. Yeah, Warner does his glove thing. Like so, some blokes walk off the square leg every ball yeah. no matter what. Like it's just but something by Yeah, does yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't affect the playing <laughs> surface very yeah. well. And look, a ball's yeah. never gonna land where they're doing it, which is part of the reason why I don't understand people getting fired up, even if it mm. was cheating, which I don't know, it could be because it's Steve Smith, he's cheated before. <laughs> yeah. But oh, whatever, you know. Right. It doesn't now, really affect the playing surface. If fucking the old yoga master was out there doing it, I'll believe it's cheating. <laughs> but we'll give Steve Smith the benefect of the doubt because he's a weirdo. Uh, he's now, if, 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 complicit. If, if, Warner, complicit. if Warner was there as well doing it, then we're fucking on to something because we know he's always up to no good as well. It's just yeah. weird shit. Yeah. India have had a tough tour. They've been in yeah. quarantines all the time. They, you know, It's just at a boiling point. They see something that's really sort of petulant and dumb. And they think it's a slight on them, which is fair enough from from their point of view. It's like, why do you need to do it? Just fuck off from the playing surface. I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, I that's agree. a fair point yeah. as well. Yes, I don't think it. Just to get back to Alex's comment about how he takes centre, doesn't the umpire usually say, do you put your bat hand all up straight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> just towards yourself a bit. Yeah. And like, I move it, put your hand not up. one inch or one that's, millimetre. And he goes, about, good, mate. <laughs> and the then the umpire goes... The umpire goes, no, 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 the thin part goes at the top, mate. The thin part goes at the bottom. <laughs> One of the things that they say, straighten your handle up. I'm like, I'm not asking for where the fucking handle is, mate. Where's the base of the bat? I can have it on a 45 degree. Just tell me where the base of the bat is, you fucking idiot. My last Stuart um, Clark story. Yeah, oh, uh, oh another one. Yeah, yeah, I think he's been hanging around Greg Matthews too long because he'd, oh, no. he'd say, oh, who's 12th dude for this game? Wow. <laughs> He is a bit of to continue the Stuart Clark chat, <laughs> even longer. Me, he is a weird guy, and I often I find him hard to listen to on the radio because he stumbles over his words a lot. So he probably should be on this podcast as opposed to on ABC Radio. But he does stumble over his. I've listened to him for about two hours. That's not a long time. Yeah. He might have had a bad day or whatever. Yeah. But I reckon every time he spoke, he was struggling to think about what he was trying to say yeah. and how he was trying to say it and kept stuffing it like three or four times. Then he'd get <laughs> it right. And he'd say something pretty interesting to me anyway. But it's like, oh, well, he's been on the radio for a bit now. Probably three or four years, right? Yeah. yeah, there are three. All I say, you go, Roscoe. Yep, yep. Uh, all I say is, I, I liking the ABC radio because they had a complete changeover of commentators from the Melbourne Test to the Sydney Test, and I'd heard just enough, enough out of um, Dirk Nash last me a lifetime. Yeah, last me a lifetime <laughs> after the Melbourne Test. It was good to get ready. I think that's the way to go. Just refresh the commentators. Yeah. Imagine if Warney only did. Three of the five tests. Everyone would froth over him, quite as guaranteed. Yeah. He'd be universally uh, liked across the demographics. Yeah. yeah. Last point is, where do you put Pekoski's sixty-two in the terms of uh, de- debutant scores? You've got oh. Rob Corney's greatest ever nine. Mm. You've got Usman Kawaja saving Australian cricket with his thirty-seven. Now we've got Pekoski's sixty-two. Mm. Oh, I think it's. It's. I don't know if it's quite. At Bob's nine, <laughs> but it mm. might be slightly better than Usman's thirty-seven. I reckon it's pretty good. Okay. Well, it's good. It's good that we add another number in there so that we can always yeah. uh, look reference half yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. made it triple corny. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it looked good. He hit straight down the ground really no. nicely. He took on yeah, the short ball when he had to. He ducked it when he had to. I thought it was fuck. He's only twenty. Isn't he? He's only twenty-two as well. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. And what that, Cam that... Green's what twenty one or twenty two yep. as well? Like, it's yeah, pretty yeah. exciting. They're going to mm. be good players. Mm. Yeah, they're going to get dropped. You know, Michael yeah. Yeah, got dropped. Damien Martin got dropped. You know, Ponting got, got dropped. Ponting. Lars uh, Bukowski yeah. doesn't go to a pub and get punched out by Big Mary Bouncy. Well, if he right. does, he's He'll not coming captain. back. He'll be captain, He'll be captain after captain. that. <laughs> Good call. Oh, yeah. If he gets punched <laughs> yeah, by a big dancer, that's, that's it for him. Yeah, Just yeah, once. Yeah. If they play warm-up soccer in England yeah. and he accidentally yeah. headers one into goal. Yeah. Well, the problem is if there's, a, bloody, if there's a stiff wind in Brisbane, he might not be able to play. Yeah. Poor bastard. All right. If he dives into the surf too hard. Go Trevor Hendy to get him out of there. The last <laughs> note on Stuart Clark before we move on. There's three words that are the reason Stuart Clark's a weird prick. Oh, no. New yeah. South yeah. Wales. They're all yeah. fucking weirdos. Smith, Greg Matthews, Stuart Clark, Dominic Thornley, they're all fucking weirdos. Yeah, fair enough. Dominic Thornley's just automatically weird because he's got red hair. That's the rule. But anyway. Yep, fair well, enough. No. I'm back so, Nick. The last thing on this test that we'll touch on because everyone else talked about it, so why not us, was Tim Payne losing his mind on national <laughs> TV on the fifth day of the um, of the test. So there's been a lot um, gone on about his sledging and how it was archaic and it was this and it was that. And it's like, I'm sorry, but the archaic sledging we've heard about in the past is guys like Hados just standing at slip going, Oi, cunt. Hey, cunt. Oi, cunt. Hey, cunt. So I don't think it's quite at that level of, of, of sledging. But um, it's yeah. like... Was it dumb? Was it a bad look? Yeah, maybe. Was it a bit childish? Yes, it definitely was. Was it the worst thing to happen to Test Cricket since the sandpaper stuff? No, it wasn't. Nah. Some of these guys need to just calm the fuck down. I know David Gower has no personality, so something like this probably would really upset him because he doesn't understand <laughs> what it's like to have a personality. But fuck right off, David. Darren Goff getting on his high horse is a bit much. Darren Goff? Yeah, because he's, he's a bit of a knobhead as well. Really? He he yeah, had an issue yeah, with he, what he Payne said. Yeah. I have issues with what Payne said, yeah. but I, that's a little bit rich, yeah. Darren Goff having a... Don't worry, kid. I'm building up as I... It gets worse and worse. Oh, right. Okay. Michael Vaughan. Michael Vaughan had issues right. with what Tim Payne said. Michael Vaughan, the bloke who deep down just wants to be fucking Australian, just proved that he doesn't have the <laughs> internal fucking fortitude to be an Australian. So fuck right off, Michael Vaughan. And lastly, and definitely most leastly, Sunil Gavaskar unsurprisingly had a problem with... With Payne and with Payne's captaincy in the sledging. This is the same Sunil Gavaskar who stormed off as captain during a test match because he got an LBW decision he didn't agree with. So let's <laughs> not really... I don't know if he's got the high watermark for judging uh, how people should behave as captain either. So, uh, yeah. He was a good player, Sonny, but he might not have necessarily been the most unselfish and um, good-hearted person in these <laughs> cricket. So, yes, Alex. All right, I'll kick this off. Um, Payne seems to only have one insult when times get tough, and it's yep. you've got no friends. Love it. And your team hates you. And I was Love like, uh, just come up with something new. Yep. Like, we're meant to be good yep. bands team now, right? We're the good bands <laughs> team. We're funny because, you know, oh, can you be my babysitter stuff of yeah. whatever it is three years ago, four <laughs> years ago? That was kind of funny. And I was like, that's pretty cool to respond part. Now it's like you got no friends, which he also said to, was it Virat Kohli, I think? No one likes No, I can't no he, he said to one of the other bats, do you really like Virat Kohli or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Seems to be the difference that you've got no friends. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah the, what they need back, <laughs> what they need is two things. Payne uh, was funny a couple of years ago, but clearly the pressure's got to him. They yes. need Marcus Harris back in the team because he was talking about wrist uh, bar punt going on the circuit Monday night in Perth. That's yeah. quite funny. <laughs> also, um, they need to get a consultant comedian into the Australian cricket team because yeah. mm. that's not banter. That's just, you know, it's not insults. It's just crap. Okay? Yeah, it's not it's funny. Shit. It's not insulting it's just they need it for Matthew right? Wade Matthew, as well and yeah Matthew Wade he needs you know a lot of help in this regard okay <laughs> yes. so I think the bloke who writes the Western Bulldogs banner oh, like he's got no, a Danny fuck, sporting, fuck Danny McGinley. he's in the sporting sphere right <laughs> no, he, I disagree I'm saying okay so we're going to go second option. We're going to go Mick Malloy, right? Oh, so he can fuck. tell bum jokes. Can we do third option? Yep. Third option yeah, is this podcast. Yeah. Pay us. We'll come up with something yeah. good. Just buy mainly it'll be for cash. Yeah. Mainly it'll be Dave and Mick. When, when times get really hard, you move to Mick's jokes. But early on, you use Dave because he's pretty funny. Me, You and me, Ross, we're shithouse. Yeah, sit that well, one out, boys. Yeah. What I was we'll gonna, just take I was the cash and royalties. No one's happy with my suggestions of comedians. I think the idea of getting a comedian is, is a good one. We just oh, need I to think get it has right merit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree. In the meantime, in the meantime, they need something they can do between now and Friday. Yeah. So... I've express posted up to them both of my Steve War tour diaries. <laughs> and I want them to read through them, memorize passages out of there, and repeat them on field and bore them out. Yep. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest. Yeah. Sorry, you go, Dave. Much like this podcast. To, um, <laughs> to just touch on the pain commentary. Yeah. All it was was a bloke who had dropped two catches, probably cost his country a test match. Cracking under pressure. That's all. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. It's just a bloke who saw a victory that should have been, you know, done and dusted within the first, to, you know, middle of the second session. You know, he's now deep into the last session. He's fluffed up a couple of catches. His team's not performing well. Batsmen are batting better than what he thought they might do. Yeah. So then he just cracked under the pressure and just started thoughting or started thinking that, you know, maybe abuse will get him out. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much all it was. One hundred percent. So while we're talking about pain, we'll talk about the other thing that's kind of been surrounding pain, and that's the cause for him to be dropped because <sighs> apparently um, he dropping those catches means he's, you know, you've just you can't play him. You've got to play the best clubman in all of Australia. You just it doesn't matter about the batting. You've got to play the best clubman in all of Australia. Now, for those of you wondering if you fucking heard that before, you have because you heard it three fucking years ago when they brought hmm. pain back, and that's the reason they gave us for fucking bringing pain back. It doesn't matter he's not a good bat because he's the best clubman in Australia, and that's what we fucking need. Now, hmm. all of a sudden, these journalists, as we like to call them, air quotes, are all over Twitter now and social media and writing articles on Crick Info saying that we've got to pick our best clubman. Well, from all accounts, anyone you listen to and everyone you talk to who has some understanding of the art form of being a wicketkeeper all say that he's, if not the best clubman, he's definitely the best clubman in Australia and he's possibly one of the best clubmen in the entire world. So I don't understand, like, two, a test ago, Mike Husty was arguing that he's the best clubman in Australia and that if the fact he doesn't make runs isn't that important because he can save runs and create wickets by being such a good clubman. So, like, we're, we're a test later and all of a sudden he's not anymore. Like, it's just ridiculousness. Yes, Dave? It's the Steve Smith 
scenario all over again. He's a victim of his own high standards. So he has a bad game or two bad games, and then all of a sudden he's no good, he's too old, he can't be playing anymore, can't keep wicket for Australia. Um, you know, he made 70 old in Adelaide two tests ago and pretty much won us the game when we were on our knees. He's had a pretty good series with the gloves, to be fair, except for one innings in this test match. Um, yeah, it, we don't talk about dropping a bloke after making one duck or... You know, no one said, let's get rid of Steve Smith because he's only scored one or four single-figure scores yeah. in four innings. You know, it's he's got runs on the board in terms of his discipline, just as, I mean, he's not in the level of Steve Smith in his discipline, but, you know, he's still one of the best in the world. You've just, we've noticed him because he's had a bad day. All the other times that you haven't noticed him, he's had a really good day and no one says shit about him. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Roscoe. As I often say about test matches, I also say about wicket-keeping, you've got to be prepared to drop a few to catch some. Mm. <laughs> Shut up, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say about slips catching too, Ross. Oh, yeah. Especially you when I'm fielding in slips. You've got to be prepared to drop ten to catch one. Yeah. That's what I've always said about slips catching. <laughs> it's a pretty good mantra, I think, unless you're a doctor delivering babies. But apart from that, it's probably yeah, not a bad one to go with. <laughs> Just had one last one, Mick, on, on yes, journalists. Yeah. And, and someone who's had a bit of a rough trot. They, I don't know. I'd be you know, just sitting down with them, maybe have a coffee, just to say, are you okay? Because mm. um, it's not like him. Peter Layla's had two massive blow-ups <laughs> in yes. three test matches. He had a massive blow-up at Hunter about Kim Payne. Being his mate. Oh, DRS. Yeah. yeah, and um, then Channel 7 muted him after 30 <laughs> seconds or something. And then on SEN, he had a massive blow-up about punt and the elbow and the batting thing. Yeah. So I just think, Pete, just chill out, mate. Yeah. Maybe that big bill at that hotel in Birmingham where he paid $10,000 for a beer has finally <laughs> sort of got him. But just chill out. Have a craft beer somewhere, wherever you live, and just yeah, take your dog into a pub or something. He's going down building. the Robbo school of journalism, isn't he, really? Let's be honest. Yep. He's, everything's a bit more theatrical about Pete yep. at the minute. I just want yep. to say, like, you know... Next to be standing under this towel, just letting the water fall on him rather than actually washing <laughs> Yeah. Just, you just cut Kin off, Ross, it's right. Covid <laughs> treats us all differently. So <laughs> yeah. I'm here for Pete. Mm. We're here as a podcast. Yeah. No, yeah. not all of us. Uh, not all I'm this here is as a podcast. Everyone's jumped off me. I just want to say it treats everyone differently. It might have been a stressful year for Rob P. He's mm. normally very measured, which is yeah, why you bring it up, Ross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I agree. Concerned. He has very concerned. Yeah. Maybe Pete's it's been a worrying very... trend. It is. From one person who is um, part of broadcasting about cricket to another, I think we should reach out to him, Alex. Mm. Mm. I think, yeah. I think Pete has been spending too much time around Gideon Haig and is trying to make up personality-wise to cover Gideon's severe lack of personality. And it's just spewed out too far over the top. It's like a beer with too much head and it's just too much has come out over the top. And you've clamped the fucking head on top of your pot and it's just coming out the sides. <laughs> All right, that's enough about that test match and the Australians and the Indians. But there was some more cricket around the traps during this. And there was another test match I've been led to believe, Ross, which you have some information on. This better be fucking good. It's not a test match. That's the first thing. It's a... Uh, no, it's a on. No, no, it's all right. No, keep going. <laughs> I think that's no, what Arnold Schwarzenegger it's a... said. It's not a test match. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, this is an ODI. Oh, Island. an ODI. Three-game series. One of my favourite sorts of ODI mm. series. Uh. Yep. 
UAE versus Ireland. It's a warm-up for the um, Afghanistan versus Ireland three-game ODI series coming up, which all the Afghanistan players have left um, BBL to go to. So, Ireland, uh, Paul Sterling, top of the order. Red Inc. carried his bat, 131 not out. Love and a total of 269 for five. Easy, I mean. Yep, that's him. Yep. And I've got a new wicketkeeper, Lorcan Tucker. Great name. Oh, that's a name. All right. Tucker. The bag. Then UAE. (laughs) (laughs) UAE chased it that down. They made 270 for four with an over to spare. Um, Rizwan made 109. Batting at three. And then the new player, Muhammad Usman, batting at uh, five. He made 102 not out off 107 balls. Oh, nice. And they made it with six balls to spare. as a That's fair an effort for them. The second game was going to be um, yesterday, but there's been a COVID outbreak in oh, the no. UAE oh, shit. camp. Two players have tested positive, shit. and so it's been postponed for now. So oh, fingers crossed that it can go ahead. Because um, international camps because Sri Lanka had an yes, outbreak. the England South Africa, yeah, England, South Africa was bad, they didn't even get them finished, they just yeah. played three games or something. Yep, yep. Anyway, we um, hope that that can go ahead because it's a nice little um series they're shaping up. Uh, yeah. on one nil down, mm. so there you go, just for international cricket for you. Thanks, all right. Thanks, so yes, Alex. No, no, I was just going to say thanks, Ross. That was oh, yeah. uh, Good job, really, Ross well, really well spoken. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. My pleasure. <laughs> All righty. So normally we'd have my 55-minute BBL wrap, but we're not going to do that. So, oh, yes. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be happy about it. For those, play, for about those it. playing at home, but I did have it all fucking written down and I have all the votes <laughs> and I have all the Dernbuck Johns medalists. So I've updated Good. the spreadsheet, which we'll touch on in a second. Yes, Roscoe? Mwah. Yeah, so I think all those would they'll be available in our show notes, won't they? You just click on a yeah, link. Yeah, yeah. Once, <laughs> yeah, once, once you get in the um, five hundred dollar a team month on Patreon, you get all my yeah, show that's notes. Right. That's and, it. Um, so five hundred bucks. Access to our special RSS feed, which we yeah. code every week by ourselves, hand coded. I'll um I'll send them to you in the Word document, so you can even change them and make them better if you like. So they're better. <laughs> <laughs> that's what four hundred clams gets yeah. you. You're a dude, Bach medal. One match from the BBL I will touch on because it's near and dear to my heart was um, match 33. Was the Renegades defeated the Adelaide Strikers by six (laughs) wickets? So we won our first game in seven. So we um, thankfully the Renegades have avoided the um, epic losing streak of the Sydney Thunder, which was like 17 or something like that. We're at seven and people are losing their mind. The Thunder didn't win a game for a fucking season and a half across. Flag um, gains at the moment, guys. Flag gains. So, um, in that game, the um, we'll just the Adelaide won the toss and chose to bat, which is quite unusual in BBL cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Englishman Phil Salt and Pepper made fifty nine, but it was the um, the Anil Kumble style leg spin of Peter Hadzoklu who took three for forty three for the Renegades. Um, Renegades would then make four for one seventy eight. Mohammad Nabi would finally finally find some form before he's about in the middle of the bat. Afghanistan, and he made seventy one not out. Rashid Khan to get two for 24. So um, the main reason I want to touch on this was the Dernbach-Johns um, voting on this. 
Peter Siddle once again got the vote here. He bowled, <sighs> he bowled four overs, number 38, but that wasn't the main reason I gave it to him. Anyone who watched this game would have watched the final overs when the Renegades were um, sneaking up on the score because they only won with an over to spare. Um, Pierre bowled an absolute fucking rubbish one. They got, hit to, they got hit to Harry Conway, who proceeded to misfield it. And Peter Siddle lost his goddamn fucking mind. And he, no, that's he, right, yeah. And he gave him death stares for the rest of his over and for the rest of the fucking game. Every time they showed Siddle on TV, his piercing eyes and his little dolphin fucking teeth staring a hole through Harry Conway. So um, Pierre Siddle gets the Dernbach vote for that game, for that performance. Did they have, like, x-ray vision on the cameras to see through his ridiculous sunglasses, or was it a night game? No, nah, night game. So oh, no okay, right. Sunglasses. And he's at the point now where he obviously doesn't have a hairdresser within the COVID <laughs> bubble he trusts, so, he's, so the blonde's starting to uh, darken up a bit on uh, top of his mouth. Bit of, well. bit of uh, buttered popcorn action going yeah, on. he's definitely getting a bit of that. So, Yum, um, yum, yums. So, Cam Borges medal. Um, Darcy Short from the Hobart Hurricanes is... Um, Equal top with Sean Marsh from the Renegades and Jai Richardson from the Scorchers, who all mm-hmm. sit on seven votes. Um, Daniel Hughes and Josh Philippe for the Sixers are on six votes apiece, as is Marcus Stoinis from the Stars and Usman uh-huh. Kawaja from the Thunder. So that's your leaderboard for the Borges medal. Dernbach medal is uh, Riley Russo from the Renegades has four votes because he got <laughs> votes on his own and votes because he played in the game. Yep. The Renegades got all the votes together. Yep. Uh, Peter Siddle now has four votes as well. Ooh. So they're leading the Renegades as a club, have three votes. Uh, Colin... I love it how Siddle's leading above a club that like, obviously, you know, is what is it, yeah. one point behind a guy who played for the club. Who plays for that club. Fucking yeah. amazing. Uh, Colin Munro has two votes and Kimo Paul from the Hobart Hurricanes has two votes as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that takes us through what's happening with the BBL. Um, yeah, so like I said, it's, yeah, reading out scores isn't that exciting. It takes too long, so we just skipped over it. Yes, Roscoe? Yep, I just got a few um, little updates on uh, BBL. So I yep. just run through the award names just so I remember what we're doing. We've got Craig Simmons medal for the most runs. Xavier Doherty medal for the most wickets. Yep. Usman <laughs> Kawaja medal for most catches by a non-keeper. <laughs> <laughs> the Jade Dernbach medal for the worst international player. Cam Borges for best player. Andrew Johns for worst player. So maybe yeah, we'll do that. Combine um, that into the Dernbach Johns medal because I forgot yeah. what it was. So we put them two together. Uh, that's all right. Do, do you want to do the Johns as the um, one you're giving votes on and then the Dernbach, we just pick one? Yeah, we can do no. that. No, we've, we've combined them, Ross. Just because okay. you well, missed we, one podcast, and you reckon you come about to... We, we changed well, We've moved Ross. on, Ross. <laughs> it's a combined... It board doesn't board matter here. whether you're international or no, 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 I like that idea. We'll do Andrew Johns for votes. Oh, oh fuck yes. An international, okay, an international player is included in the Andrew Johns. And then we'll just have worst international. Oh, imagine a Johns doing back double. Fuck. Yeah. yeah I think a Carroll would have got that easily. <laughs> God. Well, Dernbach would have gone back to back to back the Dernbach Johns medal. It's duo. Well, so How do you even right. say that? If, if Alex gets motivated, there's the big lug 11. Yeah. No, I'll do that at the end of every year. Oh, I always okay, do it good. every year. Yeah, right. And it's just to tradition, remind you. Tradition. Right. It's like having you. pudding at Christmas. Getting doing this big lug. There's the yeah. Hall of Fame. There's... Yeah. Um, and there's three levels in the Hall of Fame. You're a Hall of Fame member, and you can be elevated to legend status. <laughs> and if you go beyond legend status, you become a, an immortal. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How does all of fame look in Rough Go? We better start well, thinking about the Hall of Famers. Yeah. You know, we've, we've, I'm maintaining the database here in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Craig Simmons is an immortal. Yeah. Oh, there's, yes. there's no legends at the moment. It's just Hall of Famers. Brad Hogg, Brad Hodge, Kumar Sangakara, Shane <laughs> Watson, Michael Klinger, and then one we nominated at the end of last season, Ben Laughlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot about Ben Laughlin. Mm. I'm going to put in an early nomination for this season, Dan Christian. Yeah, yeah. no, he should he, be. He might go straight to a mortal. Yeah, club. I know. That's, <laughs> it's that or level it, of cricket. Might, well, he might just... go straight to legend. Yeah. Maybe. Well, he won, no, another, no, no. he won another game off his own bat the other no, night. No, he's immortal. He, he should be already immortal. So. He loves um, flipping sixes over square leg. He just yeah. picks them up and deposits them. Mm. Um, I just got some early BBL news for you. Yes. Yeah. Ben Dunk, by mutual consent, has been released from his stars contract. What? I wonder how, wonder how mutual it was. <laughs> yeah. He's so made a big mistake of... unless he's got a big payout. That's all yeah. I can say. A fucking uh, idiot. In the middle of mutual the agreement. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, bit odd. He still had one and a half seasons left. Yeah. Your deal. It's That's interesting I mean. that he could be he's, so good. He's walk up all the fame and, and he's been done. Oh, yeah, put him in. Yeah. Yeah. That, that contract he got his Hall of Fame. As long as you write it in the notes down. next to the Hall of Fame or on the bottom of his plaque, mm. just six year deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's the BBL done. So, um, any feedback from any of our listeners around the traps? Yes, David. I've got one. Um, there, well, I don't know if it's feedback or more allegations, but um, <laughs> there was an allegation against one of the members of our podcast that they were potentially smoking an illegal substance prior to uh, a recording session. And um, oh, I mean, there's no beating around the bush. It is Ross. And um, <laughs> That was the allegation was made by one of our listeners in relation to the Cobb and Co story. Um, <laughs> there, there was a thought process that potentially Ross had been on a four day bender and just come up with this story. Um, and having listened back, I don't usually listen back to the potty, but having listened back, I I imagine that Ross was on the uh, old glass Barbie. Um, <laughs> do you have anything to say for yourself, Ross? He's 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 so upset by that allegation. He's gone. He's dropped yeah, off. He's, he's, he's dropped right. off. The, well, you know, the hamster in the Bendigo internet might have had a heart attack at that allegation, uh, and Ross is gone. Well, he yeah. can listen back and hear that allegation yeah. secondhand. I thought you were going to accuse him of having that drug from the Judge Dredd movie, that slow mo, where you take it and everything slows down. Oh, well, slow it seemed like that fucking segment slows down. <laughs> slow can he get any slower? Now, I hear you might have some feedback for us too, Alexander. Yeah, I did spend a lovely afternoon um, with a better listener. I'll just put it that way. (laughs) And uh, he suggested, now, I don't remember this, but I assume we went out to the listeners and said, well, what are your predictions for, you know, possibly the upcoming test series and who would be playing or maybe who the youngsters that might be playing? But uh, this listener guy said, Cam Green for a baggy green. And Ross went fucking nuts on him on the podcast, which I don't remember. But Ross said, no, absolutely not. No chance of him playing blah, 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 blah. And then look, he's played fucking three tests. Done all right. Probably going to play for another 10 years now. We'll get our editor to put that grab in. It's an interesting one as well because... um, 
Roscoe's like been banging the drum about Cam Green for a while. Well, so I wonder if it was just a little bit like um, earlier on before before Ross jumped right on the bandwagon. Maybe yeah, I know think that. so. Maybe Here he is. He can, out, he Ross can um, answer these uh, accusations. Allegations. So do you want to yeah. fill him in, Alex? Let him know it's been All right. So, Ross, uh, I have an allegation from a better listener that um, he's he predicted Cam Green for a baggy green one episode because we went out to the listeners for their viewpoint. And then you said absolutely not. You were absolutely no chance of Green <laughs> playing for the disc. So what, what do you say to those allegations from a better listener? <laughs> I'd say you're probably right because I don't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> now, Neither do I. Are you on crack? Mm. No. I don't, um. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the allegation. And I, I, for, I, for one, believe our listeners over Ross. So, yeah, fuck it. Well, I, I did I call for Travis Head to be dropped before the first test. I remember saying that because you yeah. guys were like, no, no, he's good. He's good. I didn't say that. I was with you on that one. No, I'm, no, I never said he was good. I said he had forty-one in test cricket. I said, I said I wanted his brother Richard Head because he'd been making <laughs> shit runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, my phone overheated and shut down. That was the issue. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. That's what it said. I turned it back on. It's like your phone's hot. Mm. I don't understand. Those, no- those Nokia three thirty tens, mate. Like fucking hell. What? Yeah, breathing on it, mate, or you've got your legs open or something. Like Any that. listeners out there want to buy Ross a new phone? Free. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's good Google Pixel. I don't know what he's running with. Issues with it. Anyway, Google Pixel. Okay. Three uh, A. Three A. Um, yeah. Sounds like yeah, the classroom yeah. I went to school in in year eight. Three A. Three A. Good on you. Okay. All right. Uh, so before, before we, we wind up, off. before we wind up, I believe Roscoe may have a final thought for me. Ah, yes. All right. So in the famous movie, This Is Spinal Tap, one of their albums is called Shark Sandwich and it famously gets reviewed with just two words, shit sandwich. Andre Fletcher is playing for the Melbourne Stars this year and his scores in the 10 hits he's had, mind you, he opens the batting. These are his 10 scores from the 10 hits he's had for the Melbourne Stars. 12. 12. Six not out, four, 18, 10, 10, 15, 12. Consistent. <laughs> so he's yet, he's yet to crack past the 18 barrier. He's, uh, he's going to celebrate wildly when he gets to his stoinest ton of 25. Uh-huh. Barrier. And um, I heard on the coverage um, that uh, he's quite a good dancer. And he showed uh-huh. that down at uh, Hobart when he took um, a pretty good catch out on the fence and did a bit of a dance move like this out on the fence. And then he took a regulation catch out on the fence a bit later and also did a dance. (laughs) So it's good that he can dance because um, I heard that Danny Morrison has nicknamed him Spice Man. Uh And in my review of that, that I've called it, uh, Danny Morrison and the IPL coverage called him Spice Man. And I've reviewed that and have said, shit man. Uh, I do enjoy the, the long journey to the punchline. Yeah. It's good. But I want to know about the six not out opening the batting. Was it rained out? Yes. Okay. Must have been. Yes, it was. Stars versus Scorchers. Either that yes, or they played, played the Renegades and he only needed to make six. But... <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. It was particularly galling watching him make um, 15 or 15 balls against the Heat the other night when they, it was a rain-affected game and they came out to bat the Melbourne Stars and need 120 off 10 overs. Yeah. And he made a run of ball 15. Yeah. Ah. Mm. Yeah, old uh, Spice Man reminds me of the old Steve Austin promo when he said, if you put an S in front of the word Hitman, you get my feelings on that. So, well done <laughs> to him. And uh... <laughs> so I think that is there's us. always a wrestling yeah, reference. There's always a wrestling reference. So that is us. <laughs> that is us all done here, the Frederick Sock Company Studios. So, yeah, get on Frederick Harold Socks, buy yourself some socks, help out. Uh, Help the environment because they plant trees. If you buy socks, yep. they get amongst it. Um, oh, ask some socks if you want. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Gift them. Why not? <laughs> so, um, all righty. So that'll be us here. So thanks for listening. Um, I promise next week we'll have a, uh, next episode will be a bumper three hour episode and I'll do the whole BBL. So don't so don't worry, it'll get made up. Yeah. What we want is numbers and nicknames, Mick. Yep, two facets is, of this, numbers two key nicknames. components. <laughs> numbers and nicknames. Alrighty, so that's us done here. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Love you guys. See you later. Love everyone. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Adrian. <laughs>